What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, we're back for episode 132, and today we're going to be doing a Flesh and Potatoes episode of uh, Small Creatures, again, yeah. and sexiness and bad humor. Sure. <laughs> uh, we're actually going to be doing Critters, a new binge on Shudder, as well as... Hobgoblins. It's uh, considered to be one of the worst movies ever. Yep. And so you're going to want to stick around for that because we're going to be doing that one last. But uh, we'll let you know if it really is all that bad. And if Critters is any good at all, uh, <laughs> to much anticipation, by the way. But yeah, guys, so it's a it's a brand new week. I'm excited to talk about these two movies. Brittany, how have you been? How are things going this week? It's been like so short because we're recording like two days earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Did um, you do anything interesting or this weekend or something? Yeah. We went to see Boy Harsher. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was show. cool. Yeah, it was good? Yeah. I heard some people, saw some people talking about it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was really crowded. So how was the show? It was good. Yeah? Yeah, we got really drunk. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, but it was nice. Like, it was sold out. It sold out like a month ago. Really? And we were trying to get tickets like assholes on Saturday. And um, a friend of mine actually works there. Oh. So she was able to... Work it out. To get us in to the thing... So I have two friends that work there now, which is kind of cool. Oh, wow. But yeah, I'm not that kind of person that expects things from yeah, people I was that gonna work say, places, yeah. you know? My birthday party is this weekend. Oh, you're having a birthday party? I'm having a party at Nocturne. Oh, I'm wow. celebrating at Nocturne. Well, maybe I'll try to make it out. What is it, a Saturday? Saturday. Of course. Saturday night. I'll try to make me after I stream or something, because I do stream on Saturdays, so it's That's tough. But, yeah. I'm going to be drunk. Okay. I don't care. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing for my birthday. I, I don't even know. There's next week, right? Christina's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know, get old? Die? I fucking know. <laughs> that was my answer, die? It's my 70th birthday. I'd like to go visit the Titanic. <laughs> I'd like to find the blue necklace, please. <laughs> the blue the blue necklace? Yeah. It's been so many years. <laughs> you haven't seen that, though, have you? you Titanic? See, yeah, have you seen that? Somebody told me they didn't see it recently. Have I, I seen like, Titanic? Yeah, okay. Yes. Well, I don't know. I own that fucking bitch on VHS. Somebody <laughs> recently just told me that they hadn't seen Titanic, and I was like, That's really? weird. That is weird. It's weird. That's a weird one, I feel like. I mean, that. it's not like a movie that everybody needs to see, but maybe. That is a movie everybody needs to see. I mean, it's cool, like all the death and destruction in it. It's kind of crazy. Plus, you get to see uh, Pickled DiCaprio in the fucking... It's all about Kate Winslet's titties. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Paint me like one of your French girls. I fucking love her. I'm on top of the world! 
It's a great movie. I don't even remember how it goes anymore. It's been a while. And her and what's his name? That Billy the, Zane. Billy Zane. He's so hot. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> anyway, guys, now that we're uh, we've decided to change the type of we're, podcast. We're talk about Titanic now. Yeah, it's going to be a minute for minute podcast about Titanic. This will take seven years. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots. So if you guys have ever seen the movie Hobgoblin, you'd probably know that in the movie there's like a, a, a like a 900 sex operator in the movie, and her name is Fantasia. So we thought it'd be kind of fun to make a drink based around uh, the actress... Tamara Clutterbuck. Uh, what a name. Uh, who plays Fantasia in the movie is the sex uh, actress, uh, the, the phone sex actress, I guess. She's also working, it looked like in the background, like she was working at a real estate agency, Something. too. Because yeah. she kept picking up the phone and hanging it up or like whatever. A normal job. But so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be calling this drink 1-900-Fantasia. <laughs> so what is in a 1-900-Fantasia? All you have to do is put in one part Malibu rum, one part hypnotic, because she's so hypnotizing with her words. Uh, and then one part blue cream soda. So it's basically you mix it all together and an ice. You pour it out for shots for your friends and you get shit faced and call a 900 number at your friend's house. Uh, because that's what you do in this movie, apparently. apparently. <laughs> uh, but before you drink it, you go, you say something that she said in the movie and it's, oh, no, Mr. Zookeeper, you don't want to be in the baboon cage, do you? So weird. <laughs> It just feels dirty saying it, even. It's <laughs> like the weirdest exchange. I, dude, it was fucking. It made me laugh like out loud, like genuinely, because like, I was uh, just like <laughs> staring very strangely at the TV screen. Now, guys, we have been doing pretty damn good on these shots. Like, I've been taking them even when we didn't do them live. We're not doing one live today because we don't have the ingredients today. Um, but we're doing this an episode or like a couple of days early. It's so. Tuesday, y'all. Yeah, it's Tuesday. So we're getting the, we're, we're on this shit. So, but uh, if you would like to try a 1 900 Fantasia, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section. Now, that's it for horror shots. Horror shots. Horse shots. Horse shots. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Critters, a new binge, and Hobgoblins. Right now. All right, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and kick it off with Critters, a new cringe. I mean, binge <laughs> from 2019. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're so funny. I, I couldn't help it. It was right there. It was laying out in the open, and I just had to put it in there. <laughs> but the story of Critters, a new binge, is a Critters return to Earth searching for a lost friend that was left behind. They land in Burbank and soon torment a group of high schoolers and their families. Neat. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Director. <laughs> the director, writer, and executive producer on this is Jordan Rubin, who is known for doing Zombievers and another movie about a consumer drone that has become sentient with the consciousness of a deranged serial killer called the drone. Oh. Actually, that sounds pretty cool. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious about that. Um, I, I feel like we've watched that or something very. It's, it's got to be terrible, but I, I just want to. I just got to know. Um, I just got to know. <laughs> uh, the movie was also written by Al Kaplan, who also worked on Zombievers, The Ghosting, The Drone, Piranaconda, Dino oh, no. Croc versus Super Gator. Sweet. <laughs> the Hills Have Thighs. Thighs? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny, though. When we went on tour, uh, we were out in the middle of nowhere taking a piss, and I took a picture of everybody peeing because I thought it was funny. <laughs> and, I, and I titled it. I said, The Hills Have Guys. The Hills Have Guys. I was like, perfect porn name. <laughs> uh, uh, he's. Uh, can you catch a theme here, sort of, like kind of the idea of, of um, different types of movies that are being written for here? Yeah. Um, also, it has the right. Theme? What the theme is crap? No, 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 no. I don't want to say that. <laughs> uh, also, it has writer and composer John Kaplan, who I I believe is the brother of Al Kaplan. Uh, they're brothers or something. But John uh, Kaplan, who does both writing and composing for a lot of the same stuff, he's done it for this series, The Critters: A New Binge. He's done the scores and wrote pretty much the same movies as his brother Al Kaplan has. Uh, a few others, of course, but this movie stars Joey Morgan, who plays Christopher, who is more recognizable in Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Oh my God, that's where I know him. From. I know. He's, I was like, I know, I this know. This is him. killing me the whole time, and I was like, I'm too lazy to search it because I don't right. really care. But I know, I know him. He's the guy with the fucking yeah. the, the Nerf gun the thing where he blows a friend's love head that off. Fucking yeah, it's pretty funny. Have we done that? We should do that. I don't think we have, actually. So Let's do that. I love that movie. I haven't done zombies in a while. So fun. Um, he was also in a movie called Camp Mana. He was also in Sierra Burgess is a Loser. Yep, that's where I know him from, too, because I've seen that. I don't even know what that is. It's a Netflix movie. Oh, okay. It's kind of dumb. Um, it also stars Steffi Chin Salvo, who she is Dana. The vegan love interest, sort of. Uh, she was in a movie, or in the TV series, I Zombie as Yasmin. Uh, also, quote, sexy zombie is what they called her. Um, Supergirl, reboot, The Guardian Code, and The Overboard remake, and more. Also stars Bijan Roden, who plays Charlie, the best friend. He was in Van Helsing TV series as Felix, a movie called Dragged Across Concrete, which sounds... Ow. Yeah. That's not a very good visual, huh? No. Uh, also stars Kirsten Robeck, who plays Veronica the Mom. She's actually been in a ton of stuff since the 90s. She was on a show uh, called Mercy Point, which you might be familiar with. Smoking Aces 2, Assault on Wall Street, Jingle All the Way to, Hell on Wheels TV show, Shut Eye on Hulu, and many, many more. Also stars Christian Sloan, who plays Holt, the delivery guy. He was in Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1. Star Trek Beyond as a... I don't remember who he was on there, but he was also in the movie Warcraft. Death Note, I did recognize him from. From Death uh, Note. The Netflix movie. Um, and he was also in the Black Christmas remake. And also Hell on Wheels TV show as well. 
Uh, it also stars Gilbert Gottfried, who yeah. plays Uncle Murray, who started in stand-up and has been in movies like Aladdin, the original one, not the weird one, uh, that's coming out here <laughs> soon. <laughs> Fucking weird, dude. Yeah. Uh, he was Lago, the parrot, of course. He was also in the movie Problem Child, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Look Who's Talking 2 uh, as Joey, and he was in the TV show akin to Joe Bob Briggs' drive-in called USA Up All Night. It's a pretty good impression, I would think. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I'm jerking myself off here. Uh, He's getting old. Yeah. He talks a little bit more normal than... A little bit. It was kind of weird. I think he's just lost. It's almost like he lost his power in that a little bit. It was. I'll explain more later. But Tom Lennon is in this as well. Mr. Weber, the principal he plays. He was in Reno 911 as Lieutenant Jim Dangle. I love him Lieutenant. so much. He was also the writer for Night of the Museum, by the way. He uh, acted in 17 Again. He was Ned Gold. And he was also in I Love You, Man. I know. Those are actually pretty good roles for him, too. Um, he was also in Lethal Weapon, the TV show, as Leo Getz, which I never did watch. And he also plays Chuck in Bob's Burgers, plus yeah. plus many more, of course. I like him. He's he one was of those a, dudes that I'm just like, he's, I love when he comes on the camera. Right. He's Although so I will say he was in, um, what was it, uh, Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, which yeah. it took me a little while to get into his character because it was so straight-laced. Different. Yeah. Like, it's almost like he's, like, trying his hand at actual non-comedic acting, I think. I just always see him going, you're a whore, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, everybody, I, I we gotta calm down. I love you, man. one of my favorite movies, so. Yeah. <laughs> I got two of my favorite, like, Hollywood dudes in one movie. I've got a confession. I actually didn't mind Seventeen again. That was actually. No, that was kind of funny. It was kind of funny, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's, Guilty Pleasure shit It is a Guilty like, Pleasure. stupid movies like that. Like, I'll watch them. Yeah, it's like, you know, watching, you know. 17-year-old kids like... I need to watch feel-good stuff sometimes, okay? Right. (laughs) So, Brittany, uh, what did you think of uh, Critters, A New Binge? Was it everything that you wanted? This is the best new horror series I've seen in a long time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's terrible. We're bad people. Uh, It's so good, in fact... That I want to kill everyone involved in making it. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's not that bad. No, it's it's like okay, so it's it's cheesy realness. I guess is the best. I don't know. I, I hated it, but I also loved it at the same time. It's one of those things where I was like, I am so upset that I'm still watching this, but I also don't want to stop watching it because you're just curious. Because I'm just like, I need to see how this ends. Well, I think everybody wants to see a, a train wreck. Yeah, and. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like a car accident when I'm you kidding, drive guys. by it. Calm you, down. You gotta slow down and and still look a little bit. Right. You know, even though I don't like doing that because I hate people who do that. So I'm like, it was that everyone bad. Everyone wants the- to see a fucking like a bad situation. You know what I mean? And this is one of those where I was just like, well, why do you think it's bad? So the writing's terrible. The okay. acting's pretty terrible. Um, the effects are terrible. Okay. <laughs> I felt like the movies... So far, terrible. Okay. I felt like the movies were better and looked more professional. Okay. And the, they were filmed in, like, the 80s. Right. So, there's that. Where they could be more forgiven for... Looking like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I don't know, though, because then at the same time, I was like, this is just so dumb that I love it. Right. Okay. Like, I just, I kind of love it, but I mostly hate it, but I also kind of love it, and then I am internally fighting myself, going, meh. 
what are you thinking? This is fucking dumb. Well, what did you? And then I was like, did the people who made Sharknado make this shit? Because this feels very Sharknado-y. Right. Okay. Like, that's exactly what it feels like. And I fucking love Sharknado. So uh, I don't well, like how it continues. Like, you mean it, it keeps stock-nado. going. Yeah. I don't like how it keeps going. Okay. But I like the first one because it's okay. hilarious. And like, whenever I come across like sci-fi channel and that's playing any of the Sharknados, I'll still watch it. Really? So fucking dumb. But it's just like a, a good, fun, dumb time. Right. This is something that you like you don't have to be invested in to understand what's happening well let me ask you this what is one of your favorite tv shows my favorite tv shows like ever made or yeah that like I'm that you were just watching? like in love about like a genre styled stuff deadwood what if they dead what what if they took deadwood and turn it into sharknado i'd kill them okay i know i know where you're coming from yeah on this. okay like i already i can foresee your rant that's oncoming <laughs> From like the second this I started watching this show, I was like, "Oh Lord, Alex is gonna have a field day and it's gonna be great." But then, like, but I I didn't grow up with this, so sure. okay, it's gonna be fair. a little different. For like, my viewpoint's gonna be a little bit different than yours. Right. Um, I still didn't. I'm not gonna recommend this to anyone okay. by any means. Like, I do not recommend you waste your time watching it because it's i mean it's not a lot of time you're gonna waste it's like eight episodes that are 10 minutes long it's not a big deal i've seen but worse i have also seen way worse sci-fi channel in particular is very great about coming up with horrible shit yeah and but people still eat it all up but this is just it's it's like ultimate cheese what do you think about it compared to the critter series as far as like oh i love the movies like way more in comparison to this why? crap why would you say because that? this it feels like there's more of like there's more heart to it like they spent more time on developing these characters and actually coming up with a story and doing something original and doing something decent with it and going somewhere with it okay maybe not so much towards the end of you know where they ended up with the movies but at least in the beginning you know and this just felt so forced and stupid you know okay. what I mean? Like, I don't understand where they went with this fucking story. Like, <laughs> why they went the way that they did. And then now, obviously, they're, like, going to try and continue it. And I'm like... They're, wait, they're continuing it. No, 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 no. How, That's just how it ended. How it ends is yeah, where it looks like it, they're going course. to try and continue it. And I'm just like, please, no. Yeah. But I don't know. There's going to be people who fucking love this. And sure. there's going to be people who fucking hate it. And then there's going to be people in the middle, like me, that are just like, eh. But do I regret watching it? Not really. Yeah. Like, okay. I have, you have made me watch many worse movies <laughs> that are way longer, and that's two hours of my time I can't yeah. get back, where it's this is, boring. like, an hour it's of It's not my boring time. at the very least. No, it flew by, too. Like, the right. time I spent watching it just was, like, whoop, over, and I'm like, huh, this is fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a it's a thing. Right. <laughs> the creatures well, are cute. What I, okay, so yeah, you did like the creatures? I liked the creatures, thought they were cute. Okay. And they had a lot of personality in this, and that's right. why I was like, that's fun. Okay. I will say they were fun, and they cursed a lot, and they cracked me up. Okay. So I did like the stupid creatures. So I have some thoughts on that's this. That's plus. I'm going to try to be as positive as I possibly can be. Yeah, I was the nice one this time, guys. And Well, it's just, there's, there's, a, there's a thing, and I'll get into it, but if, initially what I'm thinking while I'm watching this is like, what if a group of 15-year-olds with a heavy dose of horny fantasies about moms, a group of porn actors, and a sci-fi fan 
made a baby. You would have critters on new binge. It's what I felt like. I was like, that's exactly what this is feeling like to me. Like the acting, the tone, the silliness, you know. And if you if if you thought the last two movies in the Critters franchise were bad, personally, I think you need to buckle up <laughs> and get prepared to see a parody of a parody, a spoof of something that may have been dear to some people. Uh, a fan, possibly. Definitely not. A, this is definitely not a love letter uh, to Critters fans, in my opinion. It could almost be an act of war to a fan yeah, of them, honestly. You know, I agree with you on that because it did feel like it was more making fun of this entire right. like franchise than anything. And I mean, I kid a little bit here because I'm, you know, trying to be entertaining, but in the same regards, like Yeah, it's I may be sounding harsh, guys, but like truly after we watched the entire franchise, I realized just how beloved it was to me. And this feels kind of like someone who didn't really get critters made it. I mean, sure, maybe they understood, you know, what Kreitz did, that it could even be a little silly at times, but it, what it kind of missed is, like you said, and I feel 100% on, the heart of those films. Like, they may not have been perfect, but they're not just, you know... They fucking We tried. don't just, like, shit all over art in some way, whatever, yeah. even if it's shitty art, you know what I mean? But, you know, there was something good about the the first two movies at the very least if you're going to have any gripes with the franchise at all. And, uh, you know, and that's what people, I think, really remember is what they liked about it, not necessarily what they disliked about it, because there was something magical there as us as for me, especially as a kid. So this this critters a new binge i was let's go for their ride because i just never thought they were going to throw away all like lore throw away all of the the heart and all of that i thought yeah it's gonna get silly because that's a nest you know it eventually got pretty silly in some parts but it just feels completely different and and it's not in a good way it just just feels kind of like it didn't respect the fans of the of the shows of the movie and i think that's who you really have to hit it there's something just completely off about this versus what I liked about the original series. And as a fan, I may have a different opinion than someone who never gave a fuck about Critters. Right. So, but one main gripe I had is that why are the Krites returning to Earth with this huge hierarchy of Krites from a planet of Krites, a president, a whole bunch? You know, they never really even explain why or try to connect the movies or lore whatsoever. No, there's there, there is zero. <laughs> it's just effort. it's really weird if you follow the franchise, you know that by the end of the three the last two movies that there're always barely any of the the fucking crites left and that part of the reason Charlie couldn't fucking, you know, destroy them is because they were the last known crite eggs and the, the fucking bounty hunters told him not to destroy the the fucking eggs because it's against some sort of like law A law yeah but uh because it would be considered like genocide essentially yeah of a fucking species so but unless the version is like cutting out the last two because they kind of sucked more than the first two but critters a new binge isn't exactly better than those in my opinion Gilbert Gottfried was in this as well as Uncle Murray, which you would think would might be a huge plus, but nope, kind of stale and uh, underutilized in my opinion. 
he had some comedic beats, but it just didn't feel right for whatever reason. Uh, you also have Tom Lennon of Reno 911, which we talked about, which he's decent in Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, but it was a little rough at times in the beginning. Um, but he was just okay in this one. I didn't see the point in having either of them in this. I think it was just to have star power. That's all yeah, they wanted. because they didn't utilize them at all. Yeah, I mean, the the main star, Joey Morgan, I recognize from, like I said, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which, you know, I think he did his part well. That's what he's best as, is being the kind of, like, bumbly kid who, like, happenstance falls into all this stuff like he did in Scout's Guide. It's probably why they picked him. Uh, acting in this isn't award-winning, but neither is the writing, to be honest. It kind of serves its purpose, though, and I think so did the actors, like, they were handed what they were supposed yeah, to do. They, they think they did okay, I guess. You know, it's supposed to be a silly, spoofy kind of movie. And all the Kreitz in his films had personalities, too. So they had sort of acting bits in them as well as they, like, talked to each other the whole fucking time. They had, like, a pilot one, a president one, a general one. And they all had kind of, like, different personalities and shit. Which is something they sort of touched on in the third movie with the Leonardo DiCaprio one, which we kind of mo- quoted, hey, that was kind of a cool, unique thing that, like, one of them had a stripe and stuff. But no, these are like straight up personalities, like completely different things. Uh, I felt like it might have been just a little overdone, but, you know, it's got a lot of really bad humor in it, you know, bad in like the sense like it's up in the air, whether it's funny, but it's also just trying to hit the lowbrow humor a little bit too much. Uh, Like I giggled a couple of times in the movie because I'm like, oh, my God, Uh, we'll point out some of that stuff on our favorite scenes. But the effects, like you mentioned, like the, the visual effects that they used in this were kind of jarring to me. Like, like I understand that there's a budget, but like even in part two of the critter of the critters, they used like a fucking projection, you know, on a fucking face to make him do his transformation, which was totally fine by me. But in this, it looks like static TV and they switch into another person. It's weird. It was weird. It just didn't, I don't know. It just felt like kind of, I don't know. I've never seen the bounty hunters not have any real, significant part in this either like there was some funny stuff that they were doing but it wasn't like funny to me like it felt like kid humor yeah like i don't know how to explain it um it feels very juvenile it, it did also have some really what the fuck story development in it that was interesting but not in the oh wow that's cool kind of way but more in the way what the fuck is actually happening kind of way you know it was like perfectly fine like I said taking the train off the tracks and just barreling over your childhood like it just didn't even care yeah. <laughs> oh my god Billy <laughs> Billy's gone you know, it's it's got some stupid humor in it, but it's watchable to some degree. I'm not trying to shit on it completely. But the thing about the whole story not paying homage to the original kind of bothers me. Even though the CGI was bad, too, by the way, guys, like, I still tried to forgive it a little bit because you could tell because it's on a budget. You know what I mean? But I just feel like there could have been better ways to do it, especially since that's, like, kind of like the biggest thing in the entire franchise, other than the Critters, is, like, the whole transforming. yeah was like the extra element that made the movies worth a fuck like um 
but I don't know. I feel like kind of dirty watching this a little bit. I didn't. I don't want to, like I said, completely shit on it. But as a fan of the franchise, it's kind of a deal breaker for me. And I'm not that type of person when it comes to trying new ideas in a seemingly dead franchise. But you know, this just kind of went. Felt like it went too far. It didn't respect the lore. It didn't respect the fans as much as I really think it should have. If it had been its own sort of thing, you know, like its own story that had nothing to do with critters. I would totally have no problem, as much a problem with this. I wouldn't love it, but I would be okay with it. So it just feels like you need to respect the fans of this a little bit. Just a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? So I would probably give this movie maybe like a two or a three out of ten if I had to check pick for the whole thing i'm treating this like a movie because it's literally like 72 minutes long if you add up all the nine minute episodes there's like eight so it's like 72 minutes somewhere around there yeah could be less technically it's not a feature film but it's close to an hour basically and and look guys i'm not trying to be a douche here i'm typically you know i like to find the silver lining in just about anything especially when it comes to horror i'm a fan of zombievers i actually think it's kind of a funny movie and but this, that that was its own entity. Zombievers is its own thing. That's totally cool. I have no problem with that. But we're talking about a movie franchise I grew up with. And even though I personally think that people can be a little too clutching of the pearls when it comes to their favorite series or TV shows or movies or whatever, I also think that, you know, this goes well beyond any understanding of the fans or franchise. So in my personal opinion, I have nothing against Jordan Rubin or anybody that worked on this film. It's just hard for me to swallow this version with a smile. So low budget or not, just my opinion. So, but I wouldn't mind seeing something else that the other did because I do like Zombievers. Like, it's not like my favorite movie, but it was like a six or a seven at least. You know what Zombievers I mean? Zombievers is fun. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's, so it's really, yeah. It's it's almost like handjob cabin silly. It's dumb fun. You know what yeah. I mean? What score would you get it if you had to give it as like a feature film almost? Probably like a three. Yeah. Two and a half. So some of the trivia on this is that they, they wanted to have, speaking of special effects, puppets, and all that other shit, the Kyoto Brothers were going to work on this show, but I guess it was just like too much money. Um, I saw like an impromptu convention video where they were sitting down talking to this guy who had the flattened um, critter from part two. That's cool. So I thought that was really cool. And he like brought it and like, is this real? And he was like, you know, those are real. Uh, But apparently they had several meetings with the director and the producers about it on the phone or something like that. And they shot the whole film apparently in Canada. And there was some talk about them shooting in L.A., but they never did come down to L.A., probably for money reasons. You know, it makes more sense to make it up there than it would in L.A. Mm because it's expensive as fuck. So, but they, uh, the guy asked him about like some of the puppets and they were like, eh, you know, kind of looks like it's a, too much of a puppet for me. And I can see that. Like, it does feel like it's a little too much of a puppet rather than a creature creature. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we all know that the critters look like puppets, okay? But we try not to accent them to the point where they're, like, living Muppets. You know what (laughs) I mean? So, I can understand, especially they're the fathers of the fucking critters anyway. So, they're going to be a little particular. But they understood. They said, you know, hey, budget's a budget. They probably could do more with the budget by filming up there than they could if they came down here. So, it could have been worse, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, Plus, they're not cheap. 
No. You know, because they, they have standards for their shit, you know, that they want to keep, you know, and they do good work, honestly. Which, you know, for those of you that are thinking they, they might be throwing shade, you can just cancel that shit right away. When it comes to the, like, the fathers of these fucking critters, like, I think they're allowed to have an opinion. Yeah. So, and they were being very nice about it, too. They weren't dicks. Um also, Jordan, the director of this movie, writer and producer, he actually spoke about it, too, uh, to Slash Film. I guess he had an interview with them. And he's saying, we spoke to them. I'm trying to make that work. I think that would be amazing. It's all a matter of budget. And if we can work out their schedule and where we shoot it, if we shoot in Canada, I'm trying to make that work because I met with them and they're great. But we're speaking a couple different puppet houses. So, But apparently, Jordan uh, Rubin, you know, it just couldn't work. And I understand. Budget's a budget. Right. So you want to make the best thing you can with as much as you can, you know what I mean? So also Jordan Rubin apparently is the cousin of Bennett Miller, who directed films like Foxcatcher, Capote, and Moneyball. Also, I found out that uh, Jordan Rubin is fond of the first movie in the entire franchise more, which is really weird because this, this particular series is not as not anything like the first one you know what i mean because they were asking him like where does this take place is it before after he says well it's kind of its own thing he said i really like the first one because it's kind of dark and it's kind of like you know this thing he's like he's like i feel like later films started to have more fun and get a little more silly campy in a good way but i like the darkness of the first one to me felt more like it went for it I know people that still watch it and get scared by it. I don't get scared by that kind of thing. I'm 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 laughing. This is just kind of weird, right? Cuz like this is like a silly right teenage humor. Right. So, <laughs> I I don't know. Like I don't know where I, I don't know. I would think that if you're a fan of the first one you would try to go for that. Yeah. But he know. is a silly those guys are silly writers. They're comedic writers, you know what I mean? So, you know, maybe they just went kind of wild with it when they first started it up. But he also had an interview with Collider, and he said that the series came about because Warner Brothers Digital had reached out to him. He said, there's a producer there named Peter Girardi, who I worked with years ago, and I was a writer on Crank Yankers, this Comedy Central Jimmy Kimmel prank call puppet show. And then I had gone on to become a director, and he'd gone on to Warner Brothers Animation and Warner Brothers Digital and Blue Ribbon Content. So he reached out because he knew that I directed Zombievers and he was like, is this something that you might be interested in? And I said, yeah, for sure. And then my writing partners, John and Al, and I wrote a little outline pitch of what we wanted to do with the franchise in the series form and they loved it. So we went from there. So, but that's pretty much all the like trivia that I found interesting uh did you have any scenes though that you were actually pretty fond of like that stood out maybe that like caught your attention or just any scenes in general that you want to point out i just like okay so i really like when we first see the president okay because it was hilarious like and i watched that part with mouse okay (laughs) so he comes on the screen and mouse mouse just starts fucking dying laughing (laughs) and obviously now i'm gonna start dying laughing because it's like he goes oh they put a little suit on it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, put a little suit on, on it, <laughs> and then and then he's like, "Is that you, Kyle?" Because that's from South Park. Okay, yeah, and they yeah. They put a little suit they on a little the little suit person. On it. Yeah, because <laughs> he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do know. We were watching oh. some South Park this weekend, actually. In South Park, South Park is life. 
<laughs> I know. South Park's brilliant. It is kind of weird that they did put a little suit on him, though. It's you know so what I mean? cute. <laughs> and he's, he speaks English, and I'm like, this is weird. But it's funny. But he sounds like his voice is like being played out of a tape recorder that's like 20 feet away. Right. Like, it's so weird and muffled, and I don't understand it. Christopher. Christopher. It was uh, funny. But he only put a little suit on it. Is that you, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a part in so the very dumb. very beginning because like it, it was kind of like making jokes towards vegans. Like they they were like, "Well, critters are meat eaters, so it'd be kind of funny to throw a vegan." And I'm sure that's what they were thinking. But she's like, like the Christopher guy's doing like a hot dog eating competition. His buddy's trying to convince him to win like a five five hundred dollar prize. But then at the end, it it's says five thousand. Yeah, did you catch what that? What the too? fuck was that? I was so confused. I was confused I was by like, that too. I swear those motherfuckers said five hundred dollars. I know they did. Why That's does that so, giant check say five thousand. <laughs> but he's like. Talking to this girl who he's got this crush on, and he's like, you probably think that's gross because you don't eat meat. And she's like, no, I think it's cool. Don't tell anyone, but I still eat beef jerky on road trips. And I was like... Everyone eats beef jerky on road trips, <laughs> Everyone. I mean, it is hard, like, now that I'm doing the veggie thing just because I have to. But anyway, that was one that I thought was uh, kind of funny. Do you have another one? It was... I think it's the last episode, actually. Um, when they do the big critter ball. Right. And then they do, like, pay homage to... Right. The bones. The second one. Yeah, it's the second one. Yeah, when they roll over the cops and then yeah. it's just like bones left. I was like, oh, that was oh. cute. That was the only like one of the only things where I felt like it was kind of within like, its vein, mindful of the like what the original like the movies, right? And where it came from. You know what I mean? Like it, it kind of did here and there throughout, like a little little bits of it where it, like ridiculous eighties type humor like went throughout the movie, but then it was just mostly a joke in my opinion. Right. But that part, I was like, oh. Did you see the part where the his mom, Christopher's mom, is getting banged on the couch, like, pretty much, like, dry humping on the couch in front of him? Yeah. And it was, like, by this delivery guy who's named Holton. But, like, he's, like, talking to Christopher, and she's, like, yelling at him and stuff. Like, don't you knock? He was like, I was already inside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the room. <laughs> I'm in the fucking room. You're in the living room, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, he, he like, uh, the, the guy just like zips up his, uh, he's like, oh, you seem cool, bro. And he zips up his <laughs> zipper. And I'm like, ah, something wrong about that. The whole thing was weird. Like, yeah. all that exchange was strange. Um, I didn't really quite understand. I did like when the mom was dying. That was pretty funny. I laughed. Oh, that. yeah. That was a pretty funny part. Like, that was one of the only things that I actually laughed at because I was like, well, the, 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 the makeup effects was all right, too. It was okay. It, looked, it's it was not, the best in the movie. It's not great, no. but it's not bad. Like that, and then the guy trying to put his like severed hand on his stubby oh, arm was, I was like, God damn it. That was them trying to make a joke about saving Private Ryan. Yeah. They did it in, uh, what was that food I've movie? I've seen that a bunch of times. Seth Rogen did the fucking... Oh my God, that movie is so Because they do the funny. Oreo, and he's like trying to pick up his arm or something, or his leg. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they were what doing. What the fuck is that movie called? Oh my God. The movie's so funny I can't too. Think of it. I oh, I laugh so hard. Yeah, it's, it's so disgusting. It's pretty bad for its, its time. So fucking disgusting, but it's hilarious. But yeah, I know, and like, you see that happen in a lot of different movies where they like make fun of that, and I'm like, it still made me laugh. There was another part where the delivery guy that I thought was kind of funny too. The mom's like riding him in the living room again. Like this isn't. I'm not. I'm not picking these as my favorite. These are just like, ones that stood out. Okay, <laughs> I'll have some weird mom fetish. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but. The mom is riding the delivery guy, and the uncle has, like, a heart attack. And she's like, oh, what was that? You know, and he's like, oh, babe, you're so hot when you hear things. 
<laughs> I totally missed that part. That that okay. I had a good laugh out about that. Yeah, I was like, "Good lord!" <laughs> but you see that Uncle Murray is dead, and she screams, uh, "You know, they're back!" And all of a sudden, he does like a barrel roll off the couch and then <laughs> punches his fist into a package, and pulls that gun out, and pulls out the bounty hunter gun. I was like, "What the?" fuck is happening that was right funny. now okay, okay, okay yeah. granted like it's it's not the the best executed but <laughs> i was kind of caught off guard there i'll put it that way oh my god one of the things that made me laugh too which like i didn't like the scene or appreciate the scene whatsoever with like at the animal shelter okay um but it did make me laugh when the the one cop like picked up the one dead dog and was like i used to have a dog just like this and it's like flops it back on the ground i'm like what oh the yeah fuck? I, I remember that yeah it didn't like, it didn't execute really well at all but it i feel like it could have been really funny it was kind of funny like i was just like it's just too over the top what the hell like well like, what made it so comical to me like that whole scene and made it easier to digest was the fact that it was so blatantly fake right all of it like yeah. every single part in that was just so horribly bad but i was like that's fine i appreciated that because i don't like that animals again so. like i don't mind some of the humor in this but does it fit for critters no no and it doesn't it it's doesn't like a five movie well. if if i didn't it had nothing to do with critters it'd if probably I be was a five high as fuck though probably would be great like, I want to watch this movie. I'm going to try and watch this again, super drunk or super high. I don't know, dude. I don't know if I can do it. Like, it's just, I have too much of a connection to Critters. And we literally just went over the first movies. Yeah. Like, there is some funny stuff in it, but it's not like, I, I get what they're kind of going for. Like, they, 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 they shoot for the fences, you know, like, they swing for the fences, and they're just, like, going all at it, just having fun. And I get it. I'm not trying to, I'm not like a fucking party pooper fucking, you know, but it's just it's something like Critters that has never gone that silly and has only gotten strikes against it for trying to be even half that silly, why would you do that? I yeah. just, you know what I mean? It I'm just, with you. I understand where you're coming from. So, I don't know. But sorry, I don't mean to harp on it, guys. I'm I, sure the directors might listen to this at some point and be like, this guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> I, I do recommend watching this if you've been drinking or if you're stoned. Then or you might if, like if it. You're like you might like it more. 15. Or and if you've you're never a child. heard of Critters. Yeah. Yeah, like teenagers will probably think it's great. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to give it four credits. I would probably still give it like a four or a five if yeah. it was like just not a Critters film. Like, if it was something else. Yeah, I've seen like worse right. movies that tried to be serious now, that were just terrible. There was but. one. Did you see? Uh, I have a couple more spots that I want to bring up that I just thought. Like, these are just kind of the scenes that stood out to us that I just kind of like. Because I'll take notes while I'm watching the movie, guys. There was a couple cool scenes like action wise i guess there was like <laughs> there was like a bounty hunter fight scene where they were like the, the the principals turned into uh the the hold guide bounty hunter he turns into the principal and he's you know looks like the principal or whatever but they like do have this weird action scene but then they do this like nod to the matrix which i was like ah, ah come on guys that's a little too much he had like a little leather jacket on the critter like i was like really like, I'm sure the effect took a lot of work, and they did some cool stuff in there, but I was just not overly impressed about it. Um, the other part that I want to bring up, do you remember the part where Chris literally rolled? Okay, because it's like, you the thing, the, the, the mind-blowing part in this whole fucking film is that you find out- Oh, yeah, we have to mention that. That Christopher is part critter. Yeah. And it's he's got red fucking eyes and sharp fucking teeth. 
Yeah. And they and they kind of like explain it away really quick. Yeah, his mom fucked a critter president. Yeah, when she was drunk. She was like, I was really drunk, you know? I thought it was the end of the world. Yeah, it was a, it was a what did she fucking say? End of the world party. Yeah, it was a Y2K party. <laughs> Birth control or condoms are so 80s or whatever the fuck she said. And I'm like, right. oh my God. And she doesn't really like go over it, but later on they revisit like how it happened. And it's kind of weird. Oh, she's having a flashback to like their sex when they had sex. And yeah. I'm like, Ew, why? And he's all sticking his long tongue in her mouth. Why is this necessary? <laughs> right. It's disgusting. Apparently his mom got drunk on wine is what she said. That's what it was. But they flash back and I was like, ooh, what the fuck? Yeah, no. There was entirely too much sex for the mom in there. Yeah. It just felt really weird. But they were trying to make her out to be like the slut of the universe. You know what I mean? That she <laughs> fucked a crate. <laughs> well, you fucked all the guys on Earth so to fuck an alien? <laughs> <laughs> and dude, he looks so fucking weird. Ew, he's, like oh, his yeah. eyes were beady red like the fucking critters are. Yeah, he's wearing red uh, red sclera like cat eye contacts. Then they try to like turn it into this story about come back with your father because your mom doesn't really care about you. And she is kind of a bitch in the movie. Um, But like, he like, I'm going to go with dad. And then he's like, wait, you're going to just wait, you're going to kill all my friends back home. And he's like, no, no, we have to save them. And they're coming with me or something like that. And then they go back to earth and the father helps fight off the fucking the bounty hunters. So they're well, like they, fighting the bounty hunters all of a sudden because yeah, the bounty well, the, hunters want to kill him. The bounty hunters like threaten to kill his friends. Because he's going to be some god back on the Kreuter planet. Yeah, whatever it is. The Kreitz. Um, But anyway, Chris literally rolls like a fucking critter. So stupid. With a t-shirt and pants like rolled up like a ball into the hot dog eating contest. And it's like all pink flesh and ginger. <laughs> Or his shirt's suddenly really short and he's wearing a tie. Yeah, that was really weird and like too. Like a cape or something. And I'm like, I don't know what is happening. Yeah, he lifts his cape and re- to reveal the hairy patch on his back, <laughs> and his back shoots a fucking dart at one of the bounty hunters. I was like, ew, what is ew? Oh, I had I did have one scene that I like that I did actually like a lot and I laughed at too was when they are they find the red one and they're like what do the red ones do? Yeah, and the red one shoots the quill thing at the dude and his head explodes. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I was like that's where the budget went. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. One head explosion. That's all you get on low budget movies when you try and do a head explosion. <laughs> you get one, and that was it. It was hilarious. I love yeah. when people's heads explode. And I like the red critter. It was cute. Yeah, they, they even, Chris even gets stabbed by one of the bounty hunters pretending to be his love interest, the chick. Oh, yeah, straight up in like right in the fucking kidney. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, well, right damn. in the, the gut. I was like, right here. His blubber. His blubber. <laughs> yeah, probably right in front of the kidney. Yeah, it was like right there. But I don't know. But still, fucking ow. She, he chooses he chews her head, their head off when he falls Oh, out. I forgot about that. And it's like really bad CGI <laughs> of his head just like growing to abnormal size over the top of the head and then coming back. And I was like... Totally forgot about that part. <sighs> so dumb. Like, guys, like I mentioned, there's some funny things. There's some things in it that you're like... Okay, this pushes me through the story. It's not a boring film. It's just, it's not, like I said, it's just not respectful, and it doesn't feel like a Critters film. Yeah. Like, if, if you want to put it into nicer terms, it just doesn't feel like a, a Critters film at all. Like, it's like a spoof of Critters, literally. Right, that's what it feels it, more like. It, it felt like 
And the humor felt like that of like Scary Movie 4 or 5. Yeah, we're you know, when they like started getting really bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you might laugh, but then they throw so many jokes in that you bed. just like get set desensitized a little bit towards the whole fucking thing. Yep. There's like no pacing, no cadence, no... Because comedy, horror, they both have to have that fucking element of like cadence and like timing is pretty much everything. And sometimes, yeah, there was some funny stuff in there I thought it was funny, but yeah, so... But that's it. Do you have anything else to add to it? I don't. Like I said, like they talked, it was a big deal in the Critters films when they even spoke because they didn't speak all the time. Right. But in this movie, they speak... Constantly. All the time. And there's this running gag about fucking, oh, they can't eat, but they keep eating. I mean, that's cute, I guess. But it, I don't know. There's something just felt really off about it. But so what do you guys think? Do you enjoy this movie? Did you uh, did you like it? Did you were you offended by it? Was I an asshole? I mean, you can just sound off in the comments below. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'll take the fucking heat. I just I can't lie. I'm not going to lie. I could have been nicer about it, probably, but I just, I don't know. Like, I'm a little offended because I am a fan, so you get it. I've said it like 17 times now. We get it. I get it. You're yes. a fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, my childhood does not forgive you, but maybe I will, okay? You may shit on my childhood, and maybe one day I'll forgive you for fucking ruining it, but... <laughs> maybe one day. I'm just kidding. One day. I'll have some weird fetish with bad movies now, you know, like that upset my childhood, you know, <laughs> got to masturbate only to the ones that, that, that ruined my childhood. That is <laughs> anyway, only to critters, a new binge. Yeah, I know that we have bad taste in our humor, but it still means we have some layer of I cheese have, levels here. Yeah, I have boundaries. Okay. <laughs> Don't touch. Where's the Tylenol? Uh, anyway, so there is another movie that we're going to be talking about now, and that is Hobgoblins. So why don't you go ahead and jump off into that, Brittany? Hobgoblins came out to 1988. Boom. It's about a young security guard who has to track down diminutive aliens who kill people even as they make their fantasies come true. Hot. It's like on paper, this movie sounds kind of cool, but right. it's not like gremlins and freddy krueger sounding it's not cool yeah it's, <laughs> it's just all right it's directed written and produced by rick sloan who's done blood theater vice academy one through six the visitants good girls don't and hobgoblins number two it stars tom bartlett who plays kevin this is his only credit mm -hmm. Paige sullivan who plays amy this is her only credit stephen boggs who plays kyle this is his only credit <laughs> Kelly Palmer, who plays Daphne. She was in The Visitants and another movie called Prophecy to Laos. It also has Billy Frank, who plays Nick, who is in Vampire Nights, Grotesque, Dead End City, Nudity Required, and Dwayne Whitaker, who plays Road Rash, right. who I, is in... I recognize him. Me too. He's in Pulp Fiction, Feast, Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's version. Murder, she wrote! Yay. Oh, yeah, he was in Feast. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember who he was. I think he was just one of the bar people. Yeah, I don't think he was a major character. Uh, Tales from the Hood, From Dust Till Dawn 2, The Devil's Rejects, and he's going to be in the upcoming film, Three from Hell. Oh, okay. And like four other things that are in like pre- and post-production right now. Yeah, he's got a familiar face, so. Uh, also has Tamara Clatterbuck. 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 Sorry, Tamara yeah. Clatterbuck, who plays Fantasia. She She's in mostly a 
TV actress, actually. Um, she's in a shit ton of episodes of Days of Our Lives, The Young and the Restless. She's in a few Criminal Minds episodes and CSI, the original. She seemed kind of fun. You know, by the end of the movie, they have that little cute part with her that made me kind of go, oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, last but not least, it has Darren Norris, who plays the club scum MC. He is primarily a voice actor. Um, he did voices for Transformers, Robots in Disguise. He was Heavy Load. He was a lifeguard and a character named Monty in the Powerpuff Girls. He was Spotswood <laughs> in Team America. Fuck hmm. yeah. Spotswood, Spotswood. really? Spotswood. Okay. Yeah. Um, I need you to go ahead and suck my cock. <laughs> something like that. Gross. I'm just kidding. Uh, he was Kiati Mundi, Warrior Number 3, Dirge, and a couple other characters in Star Wars Clone Wars. Um, he's in The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack, playing Doc Hag, Dashing Danny, and other characters. Okay. He also is the voice of Cosmo, Dad, and Jurgen from The Fairly Odd Parents, oh, which I was huh. obsessed with as a kid. Interesting. And he was Jack Smith on American Dad. Okay. And a metric fuck ton of other things. Probably, yeah. Um, Yeah, so primarily voice actor. He's done some movies, but not a whole lot. I um, heard this movie was also shot on a $15,000 budget. $15,000 budget shot in one week. Yeah, crazy. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's cheap. That is cheap. <laughs> Even for 1988. It looks, I don't know, maybe like it looks like a little more expensive than it was. You would I think. Guess. Yeah. Especially from all the fake flash bomb grenades, but, right. you know that's to be talked about. Another thing to point out is this is like one of the one this band, the Fontanelles. Oh yeah, I missed. It. I forgot to <clears throat> look them up. They were like the big. Uh, I meant to do that. They were the big band in the movie, and one of their songs is in it. I'll talk about that in the trivia. I did some trivia on that, so don't worry. What were your thoughts on this movie, though? Um, well, it's hard to kind of really explain this movie because it's not a great film and it definitely shares a lot in common with like Critters and New Binge and some of the humor department, I think. Yes, agreed. Um, because it's not exactly funny, but you know, I don't know how to explain it. It's not, it's just very similar. Um, Hobgoblins is, is technically supposed to be a Gremlins ripoff, although I wouldn't really even claim that. I don't see any difference other than their ears because they're these furry little fucking creatures with like ears that are similar to the fucked up darker gremlins version you know not the fucking furry funny nice ones not gizmo yeah the the green ones anyway um but it's sort of a you know hey guys let's throw this movie together kind of film you know sort of the so bad it's weird side of bad you know what I mean? Because it's not exactly like so bad it's good, even though there is some parts that you could probably, you know, sit and watch and laugh with. But I did laugh a little bit at how silly and stupid it was. Like, I know that Mystery Science Theater did a thing on this as well, um, because I've seen it in the fucking in the list. Yeah. And it's the one that some people talk about a lot. Um, but it ain't all that bad. It, it has a few decent ideas that are thrown together pretty cheaply and kind of funny. I laughed you know quite a few times i would say out loud at it probably but it is just kind of ridiculous so for some i definitely think it could be a so bad it's good for me it was just kind of weird for me mm -hmm. um the acting is obviously intentionally over the top and done in a way that's certainly not realistic in any form just sort of a pizza and beer style movie that you you know you don't need to necessarily pay 100 percent attention to but you know, if you do, there's some silly little things in there that you might miss if you didn't. Um, 
the puppets aren't really even puppets so much. Their mouths don't move. Maybe their arms do a little bit. I don't remember. And it, and it felt like there were furry dolls that yeah. someone just sort of held up. I think only one moves. Might be. Only one like mouth, mouth moves or something like that. It's I didn't remember any of really them. Really stiff. Yes. It's like, like I said, it just feels like a doll that somebody was holding up. Yeah, I know. There was like literally one part in the movie where I was cracking up because of how bad it was. <laughs> like I was just laughing so hard because they tried to make it look like it was running on the top of a bar. Oh. And it was just so bad. I just started cracking up. <laughs> like, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of fuck ups in the movie, too, that you can tell like certain things, which makes it kind of funnier in some way. But it's not one of my favorites. So bad. It's good movies by any means. But some people definitely regard it highly for that Quite a few of my friends have said, hey, you need to watch this and, oh, check out the sequel because I think it's Gimp. Which came out in 2009. Gimp was the one that told me it's like one of their movies that they like to watch together, that to like laugh at. And they had a really good time with in 2009. Yeah. The second one I in particular. But, you know, it's definitely one of those movies you could watch with a group of people. So maybe maybe that's the key to enjoy this film is to either watch the mystery science theater version or watch it with your friends and make fun of it. Like mm-hmm. if you're by yourself, I would highly recommend the mystery science science theater one. Elvira. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She did do she the did one too. too, but I didn't see that one. I definitely, I have seen the one. Yeah. That was on prime too. The Elvira one. I almost watched that. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Is that the one where like, she just pops up in it? Like out of the blue. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, shakes her tits. Yeah, it's not a horrible sit by itself, but I think it'd be better off if you watched one of those or like with your friends. So, but uh, I'm not going to watch it anytime soon. It's not something I'm actively going to be like, oh, I got to watch this. But uh, it's not bad for someone looking for stupid fun. So, what about you, though? I mean, I won't ever watch it again. Yeah. Unless I have to, but I don't foresee myself having to watch it right again. like if it's on and your friends like you're laughing at it then you're like okay yeah whatever yeah like, but i mean i've seen it i can say i've seen it that's cool i guess um it's uh <laughs> been five weeks since the time oh sorry <laughs> it's been one week since we <laughs> uh, whatever I don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it <laughs> dude it's ruined <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's a fucking it's a movie it's it's not great guys it's don't expect anything amazing from this but i mean i don't it's called hobgoblins obviously it's probably going to be terrible it's a little creature film you know yeah it is not the best of the little creature films it's a comedy it's definitely a comedy there's parts of it a lot of the comedy like missed for me it wasn't it didn't stick it wasn't funny it was just like forced yeah it's kind of um, sleazy a little bit it's very sleazy this is a very very sleazy movie so was critters though that's i think that's the yeah the link but i don't know i mean it was enjoyable-ish enough okay there's a lot that was unnecessarily long and not needed for this movie i feel like it's most of it there's not a lot of time you spend with the actual creatures but the part there is a few parts that are really good though there's parts that are like right. that, that made me laugh like yeah. I, like heartily yeah, there's some parts that made me laugh or giggle or whatever. I didn't really like wholeheartedly laugh at anything. I was just kind of like, eh. <laughs> I know that if I laugh out loud by myself, then that that's some funny shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Like when you're when you need to laugh by being next to somebody, it almost like makes you want to laugh more. So I I always judge it if I laugh out loud by myself, then I know then it's actually funny. then there's actually something funny. Yeah, in there. I feel the same way because it takes a lot. 
Right. If I watch stuff with Mouse, he laughs at everything. So I'm always right. I'm always laughing. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's yeah. fun. It's like, so much more fun. It's more fun to watch stuff with him versus like me having to watch shit by myself. But right. Um. Yeah. If I can laugh at something alone, then I'm like, that's yeah, funny. I, I didn't roll my eyes at this one either. Versus eh. the critters. I did, but did you? I was just kind of like, this is so dumb. <laughs> I think it's I give it a pass because it's so old. It, yeah, and, the, and this more. is definitely one of those like. It's one of those movies that is just on the list of one of the worst films ever made and has been since it came out. Right. It's like climbing, I'm pretty sure. I think the director knows it and is fine with it, too. He absolutely knows it. Yeah. They bring it up to him. They've brought it up to him in multiple interviews, like when he was getting ready to release the second part. Right. And he was actually sad that it had jumped a couple of spaces up like on the list of top 25 like worst movies or whatever it was at like i don't know number five or something and he was upset that it wasn't like, closer to number one right or whatever which was funny but i mean he's very self-aware of this film like i don't you know he knows he didn't make a fucking masterpiece but right he's but he did it he did and he's yeah. continued to have a fucking career on you know ever since then and he's gone on to make other movies right so and then he made a, the fucking made the sequel in 2009 like yeah. There's that. To no no acclaim, really. No. Like, nobody, because nobody really cared about Hobgoblins that much to begin with, let alone. Yeah. But, I mean, it has a pretty decent cult following. I definitely so. want to watch it again with you guys so that you guys can kind of get our opinion on it because I think we need to at some point. And even Brittany was like, should we watch that? I kind of wanted to watch the second one instead. Yeah. Of Critters, but I was like, but... I want to try to do the new thing and then the old thing, you know what I mean? Each, each time if I can. Yeah. So. It seems to work a little bit better. Yeah, what would you would you say? And then I'm not as pissed at you for making me watch two old shitty movies at the same time. Well, since I didn't tell you what I thought of, like score wise, this is just nominally better than like Critters a New Binge. So like it's like a three, probably like firm. <laughs> like it's not a movie that I'm gonna like watch again, but I can tolerate it enough. And I had a few laughs in it. You know what I mean? It is a bad movie. There's yeah. No, there's no if ands or buts about it's it, like but like a three, three and a half. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's probably like a three. Ish. Yeah, for me. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. It's it's you know like it's not fucking. I'm not gonna shit on this movie. Howling four or seven. <gasps> Nothing is as bad. I give that seven like a a fucking one <laughs> or something like that. One <laughs> or two. Wasn't I give it a negative? Yeah. Oh my god, what was that thing you said that one time it was so funny? Oh, two middle it, fingers? I give it a negative fuck or whatever, negative fucks or something like that. Oh, <laughs> What was that? Do you remember what it I was? I don't remember, said? yeah, so but funny. I know what you're talking about. I award you no points and may <laughs> God have no mercy on your soul. God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> we are all now dumber for having listened to, listened to that. <laughs> it's one of the best quotes ever. God damn it. Uh, by the way, so here's the question. Would you watch this over... Uh, critters a new binge if i had to watch one over the other i would get a lot of alcohol or a lot of weed and then watch critters a new binge i'd have more you fun think? with that okay so I, just, just me personally no, speaking, no, yeah, no, that's fine. i'd have more fun watching that well you're not a big you're not a like huge fan of the critters franchise, so by alcohol or drugs okay i would much rather watch critters the new binge over I this mean, again because i had more that it's not by. as boring, I it's guess. It's not as boring. Time yeah. flew by with Critters versus this. It felt like it took two fucking hours when it wasn't even an hour and a half long. And I was like, why is this taking so long? 
still, I think I'm just more. Why do I have to listen to an entire song by the shit band? It, I don't it, understand what's happening. <laughs> it fucked with my emotions. So the let's I get you it. know so because of its being more current, because of it being um, a fan thing, you know, it definitely has an impact on it. But yeah, I mean, I think I would probably watch Hobgoblin before I would because mostly because. I'm sure Gimp would want to watch it or something like that, or she'd bring it up and I'd be like, okay, I could watch this and like laugh at it because I'm just an 80s fan. You yeah. Know? I mean, I'd watch it with a bunch of people. They yeah, they're very somewhere. close in, in score. Like, I would definitely say that if it wasn't for the Critters thing, the Critters and New Binge definitely flows faster. You can pay attention a lot more than than what how close of attention I had to pay with Hobgoblin. But there are some funny shit in it. We're going to go over that eventually. But yeah, I have like one scene in particular that I just loved. Okay, it was so dumb. Yeah, the one was mine was was at the very end that I loved. Yeah, that one was like fucking great. But we'll get into that. We're not going to spoil it just yet, guys. So did you have some trivia oh, yeah. on this? So interestingly enough, because this is considered to be this like ripoff of Gremlins, Gremlins, yeah. Rick Sloan claims that he wrote the first draft of the script for this movie before Gremlins. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. Um I'm like, okay. <laughs> Everybody says that. Everybody says that, but like yeah. can you fucking prove it? Probably not. So well, don't say it. We heard that with the critters too. I mean it's fine. Like So it's like there's some connections there, like the critters thing there. Yeah, critters says that they They said the same thing. Gremlins too. But yeah. I'm like, okay, but you didn't come out first. So I mean Yeah. Whatever. It was on the verge of everybody's fucking creative tongue. Yeah. It's so fine. It was on the tip. Just it's, the tip. Just the tip. Just to see how it felt. Whatever. <laughs> um, so the part of the club scum MC, which was played by Darren Norris, was actually originally a much smaller part than right. what he ended up having. But he was so good. But Rick Sloan was so impressed by his reading because Norris did it did it in a number of different cartoon voices. So he actually wrote more scenes for that character in particular. And this was actually Darren Norris's first um, feature film. I'll be honest. Like, I think he was probably one of the better actors other than the uh, yeah. the uh, Dwayne guy. Yeah, he was fine, yeah. actually. For that he was part. creepy, but yeah, fine. He was creepy. The role of Fantasia was actually first considered and offered to Angeline and Sybil Danning. Oh, okay. Well, um, Sybil Danning was in uh, My Sister's a Werewolf Part 2, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, Angeline, Palantir. however, <laughs> Angeline refused to memorize dialogue, and she only wanted to play herself. And then Sybil, they couldn't afford her. Right. So, which, I mean, it's a $15,000 budget, Sybil Danning. I mean, at that time, I think she was pretty big-ish. Yeah. Or, like, budding Well, star. she kind of reminded me of um, Linnea Quigley a little bit. Okay. Uh, she just she's she's been in a ton of horror movies, um, but yeah, it just kind of gave me that vibe, I guess. That makes so. sense. Also, piggying back, piggybacking off of the issues with the low budget, I guess Tamara Clatterbuck had to pee behind a bush at one point because there's no, or had to pee behind bushes because there was no money in the budget for a porter potty <laughs> wow. at the location for like Reputation Road or whatever. And I mean, obviously, they clearly like hand wrote signs for reputation road well it said like it said uh, go all the way go all the way yeah. like all that shit i was like jesus this is ridiculous <laughs> um the location that they used for club scum was actually a club in west los angeles which was called the music machine oh okay and the studio parking lot location was next to a crack house <laughs> nice so that's cool Makes, like, it's apropos. probably could have found some really great extras from there <laughs> maybe that's where the 
club goers came from. Right. Who knows? In an interview with Foy Wonder from Dread Central, Foy asked Rick Sloan, if you ever fell victim to one of your own hobgoblins, goblins, 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 (laughs) (laughs) what would be your fantasy fulfillment and how would you anticipate the hobgoblins to eliminate you? Rick's answer was, I'd want to make a big budget film and then it would be a terrible flop. (laughs) That sounds... uh, See, I can appreciate that. I was like, okay, that's self-aware. That is very self-aware, like too self-aware. The other question that he asked, which I was fucking dying over this, because this is actually... I have two scenes that I love, and this is one of them that was just so terrible. Foy Wonder asked him, so what's the secret to choreographing a kick-ass garden tool fight? (laughs) (laughs) And I knew you would appreciate this Oh my God, yes. So Rick's answer is I've never admitted this because it is so incredibly embarrassing, but Hobgoblins was my last film to still have film school influences. One common film school technique that everyone used is trying to imitate a scene from a big-budget film and being clueless that you can't even come close when you have no money. I was a big fan of Streets of Fire in the 80s, and the finale is a lengthy fight between the two leads using pickaxes. Oh, God. I figured I could capture the same tension, but it wound up being the worst scene I've ever done in any movie. Watch the ending of Streets of Fire if you want to roll on the floor of what I thought I could mimic with a rake and a hoe. Oh, my God. Okay, guys, I'll try to do my best to find the axe fighting scene at the end of Streets <laughs> of Fire them. for you guys so that we can post it. Holy shit. In the, in like the group of uh, Do You Love Horror or on our pages or whatever just because i gotta see this now and like foy wonder that's the greatest question ever yeah that is pretty pretty good stuff right there oh i laughed so fucking hard it's 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 like he's it's he's like aware that it's a terrible movie that's why what goes into choreographing a a garden tool fight scene oh jesus Uh, it's funny um one of the things that I found um, while doing a little bit of research now um, we mentioned that the the, you know MST3K did do um, one of his movie Hobgoblin there's a lot of uh, misconception apparently that the the writer director Rick Sloan personally suggested the movie to Best Brains Incorporated which is the people that owned uh, MST3K and uh, to give it the treatment you know and Sloan had said that he had sent another one of his movies The Vistance to them which they rejected because it was too intentionally cheesy. And uh, they asked them, that, what else did you have available? So he sent them Hobgoblins. That's apparently how it went down. A lot of people think that he sent Hobgoblins first, and that's how it was. But no, hmm. it definitely was that way. The opposite. Yeah. The Vistance was the first one that he the, sent. Did so. I say it wrong? thought it was the visitants. Maybe I'm retarded. Who knows? Oh, you're right. The visitants. I don't know why I said it that way. Excuse me. My bad. You're right. I don't know why I said it that way. But um, also, um, in the movie, they have the, the Fontelles. Oh, wait. The Fontanelles. They hail from Doncaster, South Yorkshire, England, apparently. And the song that they used in the film is called Kiss Kicker 99, which they literally stopped the entire movie to showcase this, which I respect in a way, because to be honest, I kind of like punk music. I you were saying piss. 
what kiss i know but i thought he was saying piss kicker or something piss like that. Like, what is happening it's well everybody's like doesn't know what he's saying yeah so like i was like when i was looking it up there's like a whole reddit thread about it and they're like pig sticker did it <laughs> like anything that sounded like kiss kicker yeah they were like going you know because reddit does that they'll like oh yeah go down I, the I, thing. Love <laughs> I love that shit i love that shit and i'm just like, like where are these fucking hardcore fans that you know know this shit when we fucking do these fucking these reviews and shit because it's like i just like where is this last like yeah. group of people that i've never this heard of, group of people. you know what i mean like where do they where are they you know anyway are you? but I, I thought it was interesting one of the guys on the reddit thread said that they never got any national exposure other than this movie but they came to los angeles i guess or burbank or whatever to film this or they were yeah, out like, there touring that or was something. in their budget right they but they, they have get a porta potty i don't even know like they have an album i looked it up on discogs and it was like three songs so i don't know it was just an ep i guess that's fun punk hmm. songs so three two-minute songs right so i i don't know but i thought Six it was interesting album. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's go over some of our scenes i have a, a pretty decent list here that just stuff that i i wrote it just as i was watching the movie that i thought was funny first of all we got to talk about this so the old man security guard in the movie that starts off the movie doesn't he seem kind of like a like a crotchety mr rogers <laughs> yeah. like the, what he's wearing and everything like for whatever reason all i kept thinking is like if mr rogers was pissed off <laughs> this is him right be this guy to be this guy <laughs> also the hornball girl i think her name is deborah or some shit what was her name daphne daphne that's what it is uh she looks like jesse from saved by the bell she kind of does yeah like in some moments like almost wears the same fucking thing because there was that early 90s thing or late 80s where people would wear that kind of like neon shit bright ass leggings right you know what i mean like and it wasn't just an 80s thing like that they that did that in the, in the 90s too yeah, yeah. so jean uh, skirts acid washed jean skirts <laughs> ew i mean there, there was some other stuff in the Ugh. 90s too but now there was another scene in here that i want to talk about that i thought was like really fucking like what like who wrote this like kind of thing and so like there's like this group of friends guys for those of you who haven't seen this movie and are just listening anyway because it's an old film there's this group of friends who okay because essentially the movie starts off with an old security guard who is training a younger security guard that guy gets killed then a new guy comes in that new guy has a group of like four friends that are three friends that all is it three or four? Three and then the oh no, it's four. It's three friends because and then the, the military chicks, guy. That's the her two boyfriend chicks. though. That's not his friend. Right, he has a three friends. Oh, uh, whatever. It's her I would the friends. Whatever. I just say friends. But anyway, there's four people that he hangs out with at, at this in this movie, and fucking one of his friends like is at his house and they're like having this stupid conversation, this dick swinging conversation about like, he's trying to get his girlfriend's attention, I guess, because she's like kind of all over the military guy. And so the other guy's like, after this awkward moment is like, Hey, can I make a phone call real quick? And then he like walks into the other room, calls a 900 number to fucking Fantasia. And at his friend's house, I was like, dude, what the what fuck? Yeah, like, Jesus. You know how much that shit costs? And they even address it later. He's like, hey, um, 
you know, I just, I got to be careful because somebody just, like, I'm getting charged with all these fucking 900 numbers. Right? He's like, oh, that's terrible. And he tries to call again. Well, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the first big thing that stood out to me other than that was the whole combat training with the hose out front. That was my, yeah, and, so and, good. And yes, I actually mean garden hose, not the other kind. So uh, but they play a cheap <laughs> instrument sound over every time that this fucking... <laughs> They hit, and they literally are fighting and hitting each other, like, I don't know, like 40 times? It's so annoying. (laughs) Gank! 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 And the music's like military drums. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, but it was hilariously bad. And then... And then it like it is really bad, too. Like, and the fucking... The main guy who's... Like, I think his name is Kevin. Is that the main actor? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Kevin is, like, fighting this military guy who's obviously going to know combat training better than him. He's fighting him to show that his girlfriend that he's kind of a good, you know, man-man. And she comes over to him after they're done fighting, and then she's like, you humiliated me. I was like, bitch, what I know. the fuck? Like, who the fuck He's, she, he's like, what did you expect? Do you like, know what's humiliating is fuck? being around a garden hoe fight, okay? That's humiliating. Everyone's humiliated. Yeah, everyone's humiliated right now. Everyone. <laughs> They're and not even like, making a garden. I just want you to make me proud. And I'm like, really? I know. That's You're going to be so... proud of him for winning in a fight with a garden hoe and a rake? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I think they were both hoes. Crackhead? So stupid. It was That's where they got... She's a crackhead. That's where she came from. She came from the crack house. (laughs) Uh, Good Lord. And then then they kind of, like, go back to the fucking... Because there's this... The security guard is guarding this old film place, this old film studio that nobody uses anymore. And all they're doing is, like, keeping all the old films in this, like, fucking bank vault, which apparently, literally, it is a bank vault from from a bank. From an actual bank, yeah. Yeah. And so... In the bank, though, is apparently these hobgoblin creatures. There's, like, four of them. And they fucking get out while he's, like, in there because I don't remember exactly. Oh, some guy breaks into the place. And then he go- and he goes back into this room. They get out. These hobgoblins now, like she said, can control people's minds or, or tap into their minds is what they keep saying their in the fantasies, movie. yeah. And then get into their fantasies and, like, create them physically. Um you know, before them. But the hobgoblins, like, get out, and they go directly to this guy's house for some reason. Yeah. Just like, out of all the houses. Yeah. I, I did like them driving away on the golf cart, though. That was pretty funny. It was, well, yeah, because one of them was wearing sunglasses or like, something And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> They're just so cute. But the hobgoblins, they fight the friends in the most ridiculous way. Like, the Daphne chick goes outside, and she's, like, literally wrestling a doll. Yeah. Like, if you guys can imagine just rolling around on the ground with a doll in the very Ed Wood-esque way. Because, like, I feel like this director is very similar to Ed Wood in the just do it kind of... Just do it. You know what I mean? Like, go with it. Yeah, just go with it. Like, when he was, like, wrestling the fucking octopus, he's like, just wave your arms around or whatever. Um, it, it just... It's so bad, dude. Like, and it's really... I mean, they made it work, but it just, <laughs> it's, I don't think the, the camera's supposed to move around a lot now. They like know how to cover that kind of stuff up now because they make the shaky cam sort of thing going mm-hmm. on. But there, it's just like a straight a, shot. A straight <laughs> shot. You know, but I don't know. I think it's funny. Uh, so it's, 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 it, I like the fact that they can like turn anybody's fantasies into to reality yeah i think that's kind of a nice edge if they had extra money it would be even cooler it kind of reminds me of like 
Evil Bong. Evil Bong, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Because they take a hit off the pipe and they go into this fucking dream world. You know, where they can be killed, kind of like Freddy or Ray. Yeah. So, um... I haven't seen Evil Bong in a long time. Yeah, it's not a bad one. No, it's fine. It's funny. Some of them are okay. Some are really bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a lot. They, like, have... There's a lot of them, yeah. There's, like, versus now. There's, like, Bong Man... Or Evil Bong versus, like... out of control. It's, like, Evil Bong 777, like, 666, and shit like that. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I can't keep up. Evil Bong, taco, taco, taco. (laughs) Stop! (laughs) Too many. One of the other scenes that I, I always think is really funny, too, is the the chronic sex phone caller finally gets his uh, his fantasy of the woman on the other end. Like, he calls her, but then, like, she's like, hang up, you dildo, I'm outside, you know? Like, stop come, wasting your money. Yeah, stop wasting your money and come outside and really join me. And so they're like... She convinced him to get in the car, and he's driving to Reputation Lane. Reputation Road. Reputation Road, is that what it is? Yeah. But basically his lookout point. Yeah. And, uh... I thought he, Reputation Road was pretty great. I don't even understand it. It's a hilarious name. Oh. It's where you go to get your slutty reputation. Oh, got it. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand idiot. sex, guys. I'm I sorry. Version? It's been a while. I'm not a virgin. Fuck <laughs> you. I have seven children, okay? Seven I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> if I do, I don't know about exactly them. Exactly seven. Uh, but anyway, so they're, they go to this lookout point sort of place to fuck, and you can see them, you know, driving at, at, at night, and you can see a hand in the frame. And this is, like, not even on the the Blu-ray. Like, I watched it on the Amazon Prime where you can watch this. Yeah. Uh, but you could see the hand like pushing the car to make it look like it was like <laughs> like driving on the road. And I just thought it was really funny. It just like kind of makes sense. It's like, oh, okay, well, this is, yeah, like it. I don't know. But she tries to basically convince him to wait in the car while she pushes the car, and then his friend comes and like finds the the hobgoblin and hits it or something like that and knocks it out, and then. She disappears, but then the car, as his friend gets out, the car rolls off by itself down a hill and explodes in this huge thing. That has to be like some sort of like fucking stock footage. I think so. You know what I mean? Like somebody had it just laying around and they just found like a similar like car to Mm -hmm. push out of frame. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I felt about it. Right. It just blows the fuck up. I thought that was funny. So So they come to uh, one of their friends, Amy. Uh, is getting hit on by the military guy, and he's like, I have a vision of the number three. (laughs) And they all kind of get turned off by it. They're like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) And so she looks at this newspaper and goes to Club Scum, and she has this fantasy, so the hobgoblins make her go to the Club Scum, which she would never go to because she dresses literally like a fucking librarian. Like, it just looks ridiculous. But she goes to this club. They overheard her talking about going to Club Scum. So they go. Daphne slips them in, even though they're in high school. And they look like college kids, by the way. Like, in their 20s. But they get into this bar. And the, the guy who's, like, introducing and welcoming everybody, the one that you were talking about that does all the voices or whatever, he's like... He's like one of the guys that works there. He's saying to the girl, sorry, the donkey mud wrestling performance must enter in the rear. And then you hear a guitar like, (laughs) I was like, what? It's 
It's not even funny. <laughs> but um, the, the guitar thing was like, meh. Cute. Like really, you just made that joke? <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so there's another part where you you were talking about in this scene. That yeah. You- so the military guy apparently has a fantasy of blowing up a fucking place with grenades. I don't understand where this came from. Probably Rambo. But yeah, it's a Rambo fantasy. It's exactly what it is because it made me think of Rambo. Right. So he his commander. Or lieutenant, or what the... F- I don't understand how the military works, obviously. Yeah, I don't <laughs> He's remember. Like an asshole. General, commander. General, lieutenant, commander, fucking his boss. Yeah. <laughs> his lawyer. <laughs> his lawyer shows up <laughs> <laughs> and um, basically, like, tells him that he has he knows what he has to do and he has to save the club or whatever the fuck is going on but he's on like it. chucking it's, these it's grenades really everywhere yeah but he all of a sudden turns into like rambo he puts like a fucking bandana on his head and then like puts a, like the the, the bullets, bullets around his chest, his chest yeah. and he's like I, i'm pretty sure the sleeves came off of his shirt i don't really know what else happened with that <laughs> and all of a sudden he has grenades right but they're like little flashbang like <laughs> like like magicians use or something. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's so weird, but it's so funny, and it just goes on for forever. And he's throwing grenades in random places, and people are jumping too late from when they blow up, which is hilarious. <laughs> so it like blows up, and then someone twenty feet away jumps in the air. <laughs> like, oh yeah, one of the. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. Well, because Daphne, his girlfriend, is like, "Hey, can you make him stop blowing shit up? He's got grenades." That seems like he's like, "No, he's fighting for the military." You know who you should be a part of? Yeah, this is whole, is what is it called? What do they call it? USO. Or the whatever. USO. So you can entertain, and then he even goes as far to say. Yeah, we got a truckload of fucking military guys out in the car. You can probably finish them off by tomorrow morning. And uh, she's like, excuse me? She's like, okay, I'll do it. And then... And then he says that. And then she's like, what? Yeah. She's like, what? Yeah, that whole exchange was strange, too. Oh, that's right. You're right. She says that before. And yeah. then she blows him up, and it's great. Yeah, but he's like 50 feet away from the fucking explosion, so it doesn't even look like it hit him. She puts the grenade down his shirt, like in his jacket right. or whatever. And then he like... I think he explodes off camera. Well, you see a pair of like his shoes, shoes next to the fucking hobgoblins. His boots are next to two hobgoblins that I didn't even realize were there. Yeah, like she, she blew them up blew too. Up. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay then. That was still funny. The motherfucker. He tells him to. Oh, that part too. When he tells him to jump on a grenade, jump on the grenade, and he does, and he's on. This motherfucker is on fire for five fucking minutes, <laughs> yeah. fully engulfed in flames. For five minutes, screaming and running around, and then a little bit later, he comes outside and he's like, "Fine," and has a couple of like burn—not even burn marks. It just looks like road rash on his arm, <laughs> with like some shitty fucking gauze wrapped around it. Yeah, and that's then some like, funny shit, dude. and then like she's all van, and they're they both say van at the same time. Then they go fucking fuck in the van, and I'm like, what? Yeah, well, it's <laughs> five just, minutes. It's fully just one engulfed of those. in flames. Yeah, it, how it, are your clothes still attached? I don't understand <laughs> any of this. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Well, clearly it wasn't him. Oh my god, it was so funny. And it looks funny because, like, when he dove on the grenade, you can tell it kind of hurt. Yeah, I'm like, like he like landed on his rock. Yeah, on his sternum or something. Yeah, and he was like, like oh raised. god, oh, and they cut it right away. Oh my god. 
that was so funny. That is really funny. Five minutes of running around screaming, fully engulfed in flames, (laughs) and then like ten minutes later, I'm fine. No big deal. To wrap this up, though, there is one scene that's got a little bit of a lengthy tale to it, and I'll explain it. So they think they've killed all the hobgoblins, so they all, as a group, go back in their van to the film studio where he works as a security guard to go back and tell him that everything's okay, I guess. But they fucking are right behind them in the van. And so, like, when they get there... There's like this guy who was trying to rob the place earlier in the movie who shows up. He's like, we got unsettled finished business or we've got unfinished business to fucking settle right now. And he's like, pulls out some nunchucks. I know the nunchuck fight. (laughs) So they like, but this is like really unsatisfying because there's like a nunchuck fight, right? You think that's kind of cool, right? Even though you know it's going to be hilariously bad. And like one guy kind of knows how to use nunchucks, Mm -hmm. but then like he throws it to the Kevin guy and the Kevin guy doesn't even like he just has them together and he's like punching yeah the nunchucks last for all of two seconds and I was very sad yeah but I was okay so this guy got shot at earlier in the movie right he literally brought nunchucks to a gunfight what a fucking idiot right like who does that and it's funny too because old crotchety Mr. Rogers the uh, security guard Mr. McCready is what his name is really. oh that's his name yeah he he fires like he uh, so the, so the, the fantasy burglar guy pulls a gun on Kevin and Kevin's like no (laughs) and then fucking you hear a gunshot but it's Mr. McCready with his fucking handy dandy fucking pistol and like scares the the, I don't know if he shot the hobgoblin he shot the hobgoblin is that what it was okay because you see it kind of like screech out the window and it was that that screech is pretty funny it falls over dead yeah (laughs) it's like someone holding it it's all (laughs) but so so the funny thing is, is like after he fires the gun and kills the hobgoblin, uh, apparently the rest of the hobgoblins, whoever's left, the two that are left, run back into the vault where they came from and that he was like guarding him for 30 fucking years. And Kevin and him go down there and he's like, he's like, shouldn't we shut the vault or let him go? And he's like, I don't think we need to, you know, I've been guarding him for 30 years and I just got fired by his boss because he has this moment where he's like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't even care anymore. You know, fire me, whatever. Because the the old crotchety Mr. Rogers McReady is getting fired by his shitty fucking boss. Anyway, so Kevin's all like, well, I could watch him. You know, since you got fired, I can watch him. He's like, no, I wouldn't want you to just waste your life, you know, trying to spend your time trying to protect the world. Uh, there's a better way. And they go outside and he's like, earlier in the movie, he's like, telling him this fucking he was like a war hero or something like that he was in the service he's like did i ever tell you son when i was in the service so he says it again at the end he's like son did i uh so kevin did i ever tell you about what i did in the service he's like no what did you do and he was like munitions (laughs) pulls out a fucking little button and you see the top of the fucking building just blow out and it was just so funny to me i don't know why i laughed too i laughed out loud at that part because i was like because it was kind of like a badass like old man doing it so it was it was was pretty funny it was silly (laughs) a couple parts of this where i was just like fuck oh man what is happening that was pretty funny though so that's why I say like some of this stuff is like genuinely funny because it's yeah. If I could take a couple of those scenes and just like squish them together to just make like a ten minute right. like, movie of that, cut out that all would the extra. Great. Yeah. 
Would be fantastic. So you still think that you would watch Critters and New Binge over this one, you think? Under the influence. Okay. See. So it's very Unless close. Unless someone took the best scenes from this movie and right. spliced them together, and then I'd watch that. Yeah. Well, what are you trying to ask me to do that? Is yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> I need the garden garden tool fight. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> like, that, that has to happen. Dude, it's terrible. I need the Ramboing and him on fire oh yeah and, I, <laughs> and then him coming out and later. Him coming out fine yeah and i definitely need the the nunchuck scene or the two seconds of nunchuck scene which is comical on its own and i think the, the garden hoe fight is pretty pretty epic it's the best yeah it's it's so fucking dumb <laughs> but it was so funny like and it went on for like five minutes I'm like, this is the longest, like, ridiculous fight scene I've yeah. seen in a long time. I was like, great. does this really need to be that long? Like, mm-hmm. what are you making a point about? Other than him trying to be a man and this, like, pressure to be a man. And I was, was like... him trying to one-up the military I was guy. like, boy, you don't let him... You don't let him determine if you're a man, okay? This is 2019, this okay? Is tw- this is 1988, <laughs> fool. I know, but it's funny. <laughs> but... Anyway, yeah. guys, what did you think of Hobgoblins? If you want to see it, you can watch it on fucking Amazon Prime. Uh, if you want to watch uh, Critters a New Binge, you can check it out on Shudder. See what you think. See if we're wrong. But uh, yeah, I think that's all we got to say about that. For me, Hobgoblins is the winner. Brittany says, under the influence, Critters a New Binge. I really, like, I don't know. They're both terrible. I really don't know. <laughs> You know, to be honest, I just, I don't know. It's up in the air for me. I'll just shoot a dart at it. <laughs> right. Whatever, yeah. whatever one I hit, then I'll get what? stoned or drink a lot of booze. Yeah, you have to subject it. yourself to some sort of uh, alcohol in order to, to really get into it, I guess. Either one, huh? <laughs> yeah. You'll be hobbling out of your new cringe. <laughs> anyway. Oh. So, guys, thanks so much for coming by this week. Next week, we are going to be doing Pet Cemetery. <gasps> so we're going to watch that in the theaters. I'm probably going to, I, I want to definitely, I think we should both watch the original just to get it out of the way. I think it's on Prime as well, mm-hmm. just to get a comparison. We just at, watched it not that long ago. Yeah, it's not that bad, but um, but I, I think it would give it us a good uh, comparison of the two. And then we'll fucking compare it to that movie and see what we liked or disliked about it. If it's worth seeing all that shit for you guys. So definitely stick around for that. But uh, other than that, guys, thanks so much for coming by this week. We'll see you next. And as always, go fuck yourself. Just kidding. Stay weird, monsters. Goddamn. <laughs>